Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm running the ball ISO this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Uh, This episode, we're going to touch up on two dynasty players. And the two players that we're going to talk about here, it's going to be Drew Holiday and Kristaps Przingis, the unicorn. Uh, Obviously, there's no games going on right now. I will talk about maybe just Jeff Green in particular because, what, Houston just went ahead and (laughs) picked him up. I guess they're going to add all the centers they need, right? (laughs) Yeah, awful joke, but you understand where I'm coming from. And real quick before we get it started, if you guys haven't joined the mailing list, And join as a member, please, on newlifefantasy.com. It helps us to continue to grow. Uh, Make sure you guys subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. If you have iTunes, make sure you give us a five-star review um, or five stars and give us a review. It's available in pretty much all podcast formats, Uh, Spotify, you know, uh, Google. So essentially just about universally all podcasts. And... um, if you haven't checked out the new streamings for the, the streams for the week from Jacob, take a look for that. Uh, the article that I recently dropped in the Dynasty Outlook on Victor Oladipo, take a look at that. Um, we're going to have a new article as well this week by a new contributor, so stay tuned for that this week. Uh, with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So as you guys know, this is going to be a relatively short episode because you know there's a few days to go and... I will say this to give you guys a heads up again. When episode 200 comes out, be on the lookout for that. It is going to be a two-hour episode, but there's going to be some juicy content in there. Again, one of the pieces of information that I've never shared in any of these episodes, It's, I think it's considered potential gold to help you guys get championships. Hopefully, it's not too late, but it, it, honestly, apparently, it may be too late because by the time that episode comes out, it's probably going to be that time when you're in a fantasy playoffs, but... Let's go ahead and get this started, and I'm ready to take people on for a ride. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis. In 42 games this year, uh, he's given you 30 minutes, which is actually surprisingly pretty good because, you know, coming off an, a serious injury like that in Dallas, you kind of thought maybe he would hover around the 27-minute range, but, you know, they started to slowly boost him up, and it makes sense, right? He's been He's been fine most of the season. He's given 39th ranked value back in return. So if you're in a nine-cat category league, that's good. And honestly, if you're in a points league and you took a risk on him, you're probably feeling great about that too. Uh, He's had just a couple of games that he's missed this year, but you really enjoy the production that he's doing. In 30 minutes, uh, he's given you 18 points, two three-pointers, nine rebounds, uh, one assist, Below a steal, 1.9 blocks, almost at two blocks. His field goal percentage is 41%, not too good, but that's just nitpicking, right? And the free throw percentage, he's shooting at 77%, and that's not too bad. We want that a little bit higher. Again, that's also nitpicking, but for what he's doing this year, you're feeling good about that. Now, the minutes, again, you know, he's below the last couple of years, and it makes sense, right? He's been typically averaging around the 32-minute range, uh, but for this season, it's 30 minutes. And you're like, well, two, what, you know, two minutes, Stark, is that really a big difference? Yeah, absolutely it is, because every minute in the NBA versus, like, real life is completely different. I mean, and what I mean by that is 
categorical stats or just stats in particular in points leagues that you need. Any Every minute counts on the court, just like every possession counts, just like fast-paced um, offense or even, you know, yeah, fast-paced offense counts because it creates opportunity. And that's what you guys as the, the people and us, you know, that enjoy fantasy basketball leagues, that's why we play them because we want the opportunity of every – Every edge that we can get to get a stat to accumulate to no matter where it goes to, except for turnovers, of course, or if you're pumping up the volume and you're missing a lot of shots, that sucks. And that comes from the field goals or free throw shots. But anyways, for what Przingis is doing, I think, you know, he was going around maybe back in uh, second round. I'm not seeing, you know, third round values or third round picks. And that's in more of a redraft. Uh, points leagues. Now, dynasty format, since this is a dynasty driven podcast, but we like to elaborate on all um, leagues in particular because, I mean, this is what, you know, we get a lot of questions uh, diverse in, in many ways, which is fine. I mean, we also play in all leagues, but getting back on this in particular, he probably, he's not giving you the redraft and points value, you know, where you drafted him at because you, you probably paid a little bit higher premium, but that is okay. There's going to be better days to come. And and I'll tell you here in a moment, but in a dynasty format, if you drafted him, you, you couldn't have got him that far back, right? You, you're, pl- you're paying for a premium of a guy, high risk, high reward guy. You're, you're basically banking on the future for him uh, and see, you know, what he can look like for you. Because if he is that the original unicorn that we're accustomed to, you know, a few years ago, then that's what we want to see. Um, but as far as, you know, what he's doing this year, he, to, to see his block rate to still be closer to, I will say this, I am pleasantly surprised to see that, you know, that just go, kind of goes to show that he's not uh, afraid to, you know, play, de- well, obviously he's not going to be afraid to play defense, but to really jump up and go after the ball. And it looks like, I will say this, by his field goal percentage, I should have dove in a little bit more deeper. He's taking more three-pointers, I believe, right? So one thing to keep in mind, and let me just double check that uh, real quick, but keep in mind the reason why his field goal percentage, and that's probably the reason, yes, so he has, he's taken more, yeah, I just wanted to double check that he's been taking more three-point shots, which I kind of figured, and that's what is incorporating his lower field goal percentage. He's shooting two more um, three-pointers than he did, you know, in, in his career in New York, right, averaging six-plus a game, so it's expected for his field goal percentage to drop down a little bit, that only means he's not, you know, closer to the hoop as in on the offensive side. So that makes sense. I, I get that. What I will say his his field goal percentage at forty one percent. It does appear that it does appear for him to shoot a little bit better as the season goes along. And actually, it's already factual that he's doing that. So to give you guys a heads up, the last two weeks and six games, uh, you know, even his minutes came up. Uh, a little bit on the rise too, close to 32 minutes in them two weeks and six games. Uh, he's averaging a, a boatload of points at 28 points. He's hitting three snipes a game, uh, 10 rebounds, one assist. Now, he, now he's averaging a steal. Getting you the blocks is a little bit lower. That's okay, 1.3 blocks. But that field goal percentage is already spiked up a little bit. Now, of course, that's a small sample size of games or at least six games slated two weeks, but you're going to take that at 52%. He's taking more shots and his usage rate has bumped up as well too and this was Luca excuse me uh, having Luca back um, that you know that could you know kind of go back and forth with him 
with the usage rate, but you're going to still be excited to see that because that's that's a strong outing. And even for the usage rate for this year, although it's dropped uh, versus when he was like the man in New York in 2017 at 30 per, uh, 30% usage, 26, that is still actually really good playing with Luka, especially the Luka party, come out party that he's doing this year. So you're going to feel good about that. And even last week, um, well, actually, just sticking to the last six games, he's giving you that first round value, not only the first round value, but he's that's like top four, top five pick right now for what type of value the the value the unicorn is doing right now. So you, you definitely love that. Uh, you know, do we expect do I expect his rest of the season outlook to be better than you know 39 this season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, could, where could he land? So in a redraft format, he could be a top 30, 30 player, or 25. Uh, that seems to be the fair range. Uh, because we can maybe potentially see load management th- his way, but maybe they don't go that route, and he could beat that easily if he continues this pace, right? But as far as you know, I want to I want to kind of pivot off of and, and get to an ISO rant or even just ISO in particular. I think it's important. You know, we could talk about when he was a rookie back in 2015. I think he was a 20 year old at that point in time. And he didn't play in a summer league, I don't, I don't think. But I think what's important, and I'm just, you know, giving the, the listeners and people that play fantasy even, you know, caution to myself because we all make mistakes in the fantasy world. There's nobody perfect. Uh, and again, it's just our opinions too, right? But we want to do the best we can to provide you guys, you know, strong content along with having fun, right? But anyways, the point that I'm trying to get back at on is when you draft rookies, be careful, and and what I mean by that, and you know, I've said it on several episodes, but I just advise, and this is more for the redrafting points, and especially dynasty leagues, make sure that you're getting, you're drafting at the right spot because I, as much as I, I seem like I give rookies a hard time, I I love rookies. I enjoy rookies, but it's it's at the cost of what you're going to pay for him, right? So going back to Christoph Przingis back in 2015, he didn't play in a summer league, so a lot of people was kind of like already weary. And this is like I said, this to kind of to this redraft and points league guys, they were kind of like, you know, I don't know if I want to touch him. You know, there was other players that you know people were looking at at that point in time, and that makes sense, right? Because he just didn't. Come come out and play, and we knew you, what, how New York was when they had Marshmallow Anthony, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Bad, terrible joke, but you guys know where I'm going. You know, they they just kind of like I thought. You know, maybe Porzingis gets in, but you know that whatever. This is this is one of those things. That's when you take a flyer. So in a 12 man league, 14 man league, you're like, well, when do I know to take a flyer? When no, when a rookie is not getting the opportunity or it's not giving that that information that's coming up before the season uh, especially like in his circumstance he was one of those players you pick you take a, a late pick like a last round or two pick and see what happens right and honestly if an unpatient owner is not doing too well he's going to most likely drop him in the free agency or the waiver wire and that's when you could potentially pounce on it and just to see what happens now he wasn't getting a strong role but he's his minutes started to creep up in 2015 and 16 and in that year giving you 49th ranked value he was giving you top 50 production his rookie year his rookie year, that's equivalent to fifth, fourth, back in fourth, early fifth round value. That's just crazy. It was just out in the waiver wire in the free agency. You know, so what so let me just go back to this. So when you draft rookies, just make sure again, 
Two, draft them at a spot that seems to be the right spot. Don't overpay. So obviously like Zion Williamson this year. Now this, just as, like I said, segue it off of that, but I will get back to Przingis here. That was That's a hard pill to swallow with Zion Williamson because nobody knew he was going to get hurt, right? Um, to, to be fair in that, in that situation. And it makes sense. So uh, let's go back and let's go back a little further. Um, John Morant, or even a couple years ago, you know, Lonzo Ball, right? Or even better yet, this one's going to hurt. Markel Fultz. He was the number one um, NBA player, you know, coming out of the rookie draft a few years ago. You know, Philadelphia drafted him and a lot of people paid a high a high premium on him in, in the redraft points and actually in the dynasty format. Ugh, you know, that's that's rough. Um, you know, he went as high, I think, in his rookie year, like the fifth round in redraft formats. And I don't know. That's that's where it gets tough. Right. And people like De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo Ball got drafted a little bit later, which made sense. But did it make sense? Because just like you have to really put your, you got to really put your your heart and believe, not even put your heart, you're really believing that that player is going to give you value in return. And we've seen what happened to Marco Fultz. Now, you know, there's better days to come for Fultz now. Hopefully he's been playing a little bit better, but that's the risk that you take. So it's better to take a minor risk versus obviously a more heavy risk in the mid rounds, unless for sure there's, so to make things a little bit more easy, like Zion Williamson, he would have been more of a mid-round player to draft. That makes sense. And honestly, a third-round player. And I know in some, obviously, dynasty formats that I've seen, he went in the first round. I get it, but and he's looked good. So it's, to me, if you did a startup dynasty, he probably would still go in the first round. I don't know if I can do it yet. That's just me, right? I just can't do it. He's been playing good, though, but I, I, I can't do it. But anyways, getting back to Przingis, um, What's his future look like? Well, I'll say this. The minutes is, is starting to get better, right? I think his field goal percentage jumps up. So with his field goal percentage to jump up, we can expect his ranking to go up along with his free throw percentage because I think he's more the range. I think a fair range for him should be the 80% free throw percentage range. That seems to be more unicorn-esque like um, 77% is not bad right now, but I think it could be better. And especially in the last two weeks, he shot better at 86%. So he's going to get better. So in a dynasty format, you know, to get back on it, and then we'll get to Drew Holiday and we'll kind of close up on a clutch shot. Cause obviously this is a, a you know, a, a shorter episode. Only, it only made sense. Uh, three to four years. What is, what is, what is Chris ta- or the Przingis? Or, you know, what does the unicorn look like? I will say this. I think he could potentially be, you know, what he's been doing last week. He could be a potential top 15 player or better. But it's just going to be health for him. Um, in a dynasty format, he's first round. He's a first-round player to me. It, no, it's ands or buts about it. It's just the risk that you're going to take with it, right? But as far as, you know, um, that I think that's that three to four range – year range would be the the right right cost for him. And could he get better? He could be a top honestly, let me say this on on the record, could he be a top 5 player? Oof. He could be. I don't I this he definitely could be actually in the fourth year, maybe even third, but I think the right call right now would be top 15 the next 3 to 4 years next year. I he could potentially do that too. 
But, you know, if you have him in a dynasty format and you took the risk on him, I'll say this. Although he's ranked 39th this year, I still think he gets better. And then number two, the risk that you took, because, there, you know, there was reports like, do you take Triple J or do you take Porzingis? You know, I was always just like, man, I want Porzingis so bad, right, in a dynasty form. I just want him so bad because he's the risk I will take over Triple J, and that was a hard one, right? That at the time, now it should be easy. Well, I'm not gonna say it should be. I'm not gonna say it's easier, but I think it's a little bit easier to say, you know, if we did a poll today, you know, would you take Porzingis or would you take Triple J in a dynasty format? I think we can kind of. I think right now it would would be Porzingis, but you know things can change in the future. So that's that for um, Porzingis. Now let's go ahead and get into Drew Holiday. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Przingis is 24 years old. He's not even reached his prime yet. Whew. Something great there. So let's go ahead and transition to Drew Holiday. What if I was to say this real quick? Drew Holiday, man, he's been in the league since 2009. And you guys remember, uh, he used to play for the, the Sixers. If For anybody that you know remembers that, it's pretty crazy. And I know some people wasn't really a fan of him in fantasy, but things has changed and it looks like he seems to be more popular in the, the fantasy community these days. But anyways, you know, in Philadelphia, that's where he started his career. And look, how long has he been in the season? What if I said he's been in the league for 11 years? Is that right? 11 years? Good, good Lord. But anyways, for Drew Holiday, let's go ahead and get into it, man. What... Uh, a legend, I guess you could say, right? Drew Holiday, this year, well, not this year. I, I can't call him a legend this year, unfortunately, because he's not giving you the value that, you know, some people paid a premium on this year, okay? But anyways, getting to Drew Holiday, he's giving you, uh, he's close to what Przingis was at, right? What, Przingis was at 39. Looks like Drew Holiday is ranked 42 this year in the 9-cat category league. Um, he's regressed uh, this season versus last year and you know in 46 games he's already missed some time the minutes is there a little bit on the left side versus last year but the 34.6 minutes almost 35 minutes uh 19 points two three pointers four rebounds six assists uh 1.7 steals wow 0.9 blocks which is actually pretty good for a guard uh shooting 44 percent um the usage rate is there the free throw percentage is, is plummeted, you know, this season. So the thing about Drew Holiday, which I was kind of afraid of, you know, coming in, into these these drafts, especially in the redraft of points, and I'll, you know, touch up on Dynasty, like I said, we just elaborate on those formats in particular, is points league, you're, you're going to feel pretty good at what he's doing. Redraft, though, I will say this, you know, coming into the draft, he was like a back-end first-round pick. In a lot of, at least from the industry's eyes, for me, it was like, I can see it, but I just couldn't really, I wasn't into that. I just couldn't really do it. But the funny thing is, I just went ahead and just decided to draft him in the back end. But it's like, I, my gut was telling me like, I shouldn't do it because I just don't think he could be better than what he was last year. And lo and behold, he's, he's not right. But what he's doing this year, <sighs> The free throw percentage, like I'll say this last year, is 76%. For guard, you know, again, that's me nitpicking. I I, I felt like he could have been better uh, than that, 
right? And I, I kind of thought, well, maybe this this could potentially be him because a couple years prior before that, he was a 70% free throw shooter. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't know if he is that good of a free throw percent shooter. And again, this year, shooting at 70%, it does appear that maybe he's just not that good. You know, 70%, you're probably like, well, that's not too bad. Actually, it's not that good. <laughs> but anyways, for what he did last year as a, a 22nd ranked player, what that was like back end second round value or whatever. But I'll say this, you know, last year, you know, people were, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and like, you know, this is the guy, you know, everything was looking good. But we had a, you know, we, we, we knew that Zion Williamson came. Obviously, the additions of Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, that was going to probably change things a little bit. In, in a sense, it did in a way, but maybe it didn't all the way because, look, his usage rate is actually a little bit higher this year versus last year. So what is what's the issue? Well, maybe he's forcing it. You know, again, from last year, his from this year to last year, his minutes is down just a tad bit this year. He's still getting good minutes, but his points is down. His rebounds is down this year versus last. His assists is down. Um, his field goal percentage and his free throw percentage is down. But one thing that sticks out to me that I think Drew Holiday could be um, a player in a dynasty format still strong. I'll explain that here momentarily. But for you redrafters and points, let me get to the point for that. I think um, you might expect him to be around this range. He could be a top 30 or 40 player for those that drafted him, you know, thinking he would give you that top 15-ish, maybe 20 value. Um, no, I don't think that happens this year. So you probably lost a little value, but it's okay. He's still a player that could potentially be a buy low. And you could use this in your arsenal. The last couple of weeks, He's not not that good. In seven games, 15 points, one three-pointer, four rebounds, seven assists, uh, a steal, 1.4 steals, and actually a block, which is nice. Field goal percentage is putrid, 41%. Free throw percentage, last two weeks, 60%. If that's a buy low, yeah, definitely buy low on that. And that's 112 value. But let me say this real quick on top of this whole situation. And in a dynasty format, the why, the way I think – of why he could potentially be a little bit better, uh, will still be a valuable piece maybe the next three to four years is because his steal rate is actually, he's having, from my understanding, he's having a career year in steals. And as you guys know, I put a massive premium on steals, uh, 1.7. And you're probably like, well, why do you put such a massive premium on steals? Because steals is not an easy category to get. And for the defensive prowess, it kind of shows me one thing is they're going to be relentless to to go after the ball and and get lucky steals from time to time, of course. But being at the right place at the right time, as your steals kind of start drying up in the fantasy community or even NBA, to me, it just looks like you're a step slower. That doesn't always mean that. But for my eyesight, it kind of does in a sense. But again, there's so many facets in basketball that you cannot just say it's the end all be all but it is a measurement that I take um as you guys have heard you know over episodes that I think it's really important to highlight on but getting back to the point at hand the next three to four years for Drew I think maybe 35 you know so he gets a little bit better but I think the range of 35 to 30 uh, as an ADP type of player in three or four years seems to be like the right bet unless he maybe gets moved to a different team. Because what? We can expect Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram to, to probably uh, drink more of that usage away away from him. And that's, you know, that doesn't make sense because it's like drink away. You guys get what I'm saying. But I think that's what it looks like. Right. But 
He's 29 years old. That's another thing to keep in mind, too. In a dynasty format, people are like, oh, man, I, I, I'm cool on that. And it kind of makes sense. As you get older, you know, it's, it's not a beautiful sight. Not at all. But the 22, you know, that was career. Um, actually, let me let me backtrack. A couple of years ago, he was ranked 21. So you're like thinking, you know, that's probably why he was getting drafted, overdrafted in a lot of leagues because what he gave you the 22 in 2018 and then 2017, he gave you that 21 rank value in return. So you're like, all right, cool. He's going to give you that massive solid field goal percentage production along with um, the assists, the points, the threes, uh, the steals, but it's it's not translating. And then obviously the block rate, uh, which is good for a guard at 0.8 from last year. You're like, oh man, that's actually good. But I, I will say this, the field goal percentage that has tailored off uh, shooting at 44%, is it a concern? I wouldn't say, it could be, but, you know, guards, they're not going to always shoot good. So this is kind of, to me, this is expected. But for the rest of the season for this year, I think, like I said, you could try to buy low still on him. Uh, dynasty format, as this age at 29, three to four years, if you're, if you're building for the long term, this, this ain't, this ain't, unfortunately, this ain't the guy to get you potentially a championship the next three, four years, if you're building young. But if you're in a right now, you know, position in a dynasty format to win, I think it's the next, the max in the next two years, right? So take that for what it's worth. If you're in rebuild mode, I think you need to trade him. Um, and you would get some solid value in return for him right now. Even though it's a buy low, um, people are still going to buy him. You know, there's GMs that obviously they're smart in your league that would still be willing to buy him. And honestly, if he strings on some strong games, sell him while he's hot. Sell him like hotcakes and get more first production in return. Because again, you know, on the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, I know the rumor was that maybe he gets moved. Look, he's staying there. Let's let's also say this. What if he gets load management his way? Because, right, it's the younger talent there. Uh, is he going to play the rest of the season? You know, what are the Pelicans playing for? Are they playing for a Pel- uh, Pelican? Are they playing for a playoff spot? That's something you got to also think and consider. So, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, put that nugget in. So, listeners, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast. I'll, I'll go ahead and get into a clutch shot. Uh, the clutch shot I will tap into. Let's see here. I will just say, like I uh, will just say this. The next few episodes, this is going to be Dynasty. Uh, I di- I'm sorry, I didn't get to any of the listener questions. I'll probably touch up on some tomorrow. Uh, but keep in mind, I'm just doing Dynasty format, guys. I think that only makes sense. So the question is, do I pick up Jeff Green? I knew that was going to probably – I need to hit that up. Uh, to join – the, the, what they initially signed like a 10-day contract oh do you pick him up i mean I, i'm not but maybe in a deep format just pick him up because maybe he plays maybe they just throw him in center they they pick they keep picking up centers right jeff green is your center that's uh sarcasm if you guys didn't catch it but that's where we're at i, I just i guess i'll just be the clutch shot but I, i'll say this I, I love you guys so much um appreciate you you know we appreciate your you know your um your support for sure. And, and to the new listeners that's been coming on at a fast pace. Um, and I know we got a lot more, you know, listeners versus to, to versus the YouTube channel, but um, you guys go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Sub zero that button um, on YouTube, hit the bell, you know, comment below, give us a thumbs up still on YouTube. We don't have every episode on there, uh, but still enjoy the, the content that's out there. So Um, With that being said, God bless you. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.